What's up, aliens? It's Big Al. Welcome to another dumb sports empire. It has finally happened. Football is here. I'm so excited. I don't know that this was one of the shortest off seasons of all time. I don't know why, but usually, like NFL net, um, Network or NFL posts on Instagram, they'll post like people's jerseys numbers starting at like 99. They'll be like 99 days until game one, 97 days till game one, 10 days till game one, and that usually takes forever because it's literally a three month countdown. But I don't know. It was just the quickest offseason ever. We had a football game tonight. And it felt a lot better that it was my Steelers playing. And it was playing my wife's Cowboys, which is kind of cool. It meant a lot more to me than just watching some random teams play on the Hall of Fame game. <clears throat> but I was really into this. I really wanted to make sure that I watched this game. And it, it was decent. I mean, it was terrible, but it was decent. Only football fans that watch preseason know what that means. But it was terrible, but it was decent. You know who was the real star of this game? The Steelers punter. Presley Harvin III. Now, this dude kind of went viral on Twitter because uh, a few years ago, because he was this chubby guy that was a punter for Georgia Tech, and everyone like thought it was funny and everything like that. Steelers draft him, 254th pick overall in the draft this year. And he absolutely balled out for a punter he went out and he had he pinned a ball on the one yard line which i don't even know how this is possible it bounces once inside the one bounces twice within inside the one yard line and then bounces again like it didn't make physical sense how the ball stayed within the one yard line like that then he had a punt to the 11 he punted a ball with a hit the ground with like a weird spin and then it bounced off the dude's chest and Steelers recovered it so like the punter like, might have been the player of the game. I think we scored a touchdown after the, the fumbled, uh, muffed punt. Punter, man. Punter was... <laughs> I love the guy. I love just the chubby punter aspect of him. And he is a baller. Love the dude. He's going to be an all-star punter. And he's our guy going forward, for sure. There's no way we bring back Jordan Berry. But Hall of Fame game was good. The Steelers need to get their crap together and realize that Mason Rudolph is just... And he's not that guy. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Mason Rudolph is not that guy. Cut Mason Rudolph. I mean, there's still three games to go in the preseason, but cut Mason Rudolph. Dwayne Haskins, number two. Josh Dobbs, number three. Like, it wasn't even close. Mason Rudolph, like, controlled the game. Had a, had a couple decent drives, but Dwayne Haskins was for sure better. Josh Dobbs was leading the team, leading the third, fourth stringers, like, way better than... Rudolph was leading the first stringers. Now we need to see Haskins get with the ones in probably a couple preseason games. See how he does. Josh Dobbs will probably get an opportunity with the ones. See how he does. But <clears throat> Mason Rudolph, man, I'm, I'm done with that guy. He hasn't been the same since Miles Garrett knocked the freaking life out of him. Get Mason Rudolph out of there. But the Hall of Fame game was back. It was just nice seeing football on TV. I was at work, so I was like sitting there watching it on my computer while I was running a machine. Like, football's back. It's so back. Football's back. Training camp's back. Hard Knocks is back on Tuesday. And I'm kind of excited to watch Hard Knocks now because I know the Steelers will be on it because they were playing the Cowboys' first preseason game. So, this is actually a good idea that Hard Knocks did the Cowboys because they had the Hall of Fame game. I feel the, the Hall of Fame game will be better publicized and better um, better filmed 
if it's filmed on the HBO cameras every year. Kind of like how F1 has the, the crazy cameras on the um, Netflix show. HBO Hard Knocks always has like the craziest cameras. Like we see TV cameras and they're nice, but um, the, the cameras HBO and, and Netflix use to record and post later shows, I mean like it's it's far better. It's noticeably better. So I'm going to watch Hard Knocks because it's going to highlight the Hall of Fame game, which the Steelers were in. But even if it wasn't, like, pick one of the teams playing in the Hall of Fame game, Hard Knocks, follow them around, just so we can see the Hall of Fame game from a different view every year. I mean, we get a lot of it with social media now, but seeing, like, Big Ben and Peyton Manning just sitting there talking pregame, that was kind of cool. They interview all the all the Hall of Famers that are getting inducted. I mean, there's, like, 20 this year. There's usually only, like, six or seven, but there's 20 this year. Um just highlighting that was cool. And they need to, for sure, just be in the Hall of Fame game every year. If the if the Colts and the Ravens are playing, pick one of those teams to do hard knocks on for that year, you know? Just lined up perfectly this year. Hard knocks should be good with the, with the Cowboys. And then you get the Steelers week one, so that'll be fun. First one on Tuesday. Can't wait to watch it. Let's talk about some other teams. What has happened to the Colts? So first off, Carson Wentz gets a foot injury. He's got some bone issue in his foot. They have to remove the bone from his foot surgery, 5 to 12 weeks. What the? I've never heard of a bone being removed from, from someone's foot as a sports injury. They're taking the bone out of this dude's foot. And then, on top of this, so Carson Wentz, bone removal surgery out of his foot, 5 to 12 weeks. Quentin Nelson, his guard, not the same injury, but he also had a bone removed from his foot and same time table, five to 12 weeks. An injury I've never heard of, having an extra bone, needing a bone removed, I've never heard of that. And all of a sudden, two guys on the same team, on the same, practicing on the same field, within a day of each other, both need a bone removed out of their foot? That's just wild to me. Is that even an act of God? act of Satan. I don't, I don't know. That's just so wild to me. The Colts will be fine. Hopefully the Carson Wentz comes back strong. Um, Quentin Nelson's just a, a beast of a, one of the best offensive linemen in the league for sure. The Colts will be fine. Darius Leonard's hurt a little bit too. Get him back. That defense will be solid. But you know what really catches my eye? The Texans kind of suck for what they're doing to Deshaun Watson, just hanging on to him. Now Deshaun Watson, of course, conspiracy theory, the Texans, planted all those sexual harassment cases, sexual assault cases, whatever they are. Um, But the way they've handled this whole Deshaun Watson thing has just been terrible. And they're sitting there like Dr. Evil from Austin Powers. Uh, It's like, we'll do it for one billion jillion dollars. They're asking for like three first round picks and a starting player for Deshaun Watson. The asking price is just so high. It's incredibly high for a guy that's wanted out of there for months now, seven, eight months. And we remember way back in the spring, he asked for a trade and JJ Watt was kind of getting out of there. Same thing, but Deshaun Watson asked for a trade. And then all of a sudden he's got 22 women that come out and say that he was inappropriate with them. And if, if it was, then I mean, justice will be served, but I mean, kind of convenient timing that as soon as he asked for a trade, he's got all these cases against him. But, I mean, they're just they're parading him out to practice. He's going through the motions. He damn sure doesn't want to be there. I mean, it's just sad watching, watching a guy be, like, held captive like this. 
a classy organization like the Steelers, I mean, Antonio Brown wanted out so bad, we, we let him go for a third-round pick, you know? One of the best receivers in the league, and he was kind of still in his prime. And he wanted out, so, I mean, get a third-round pick for him. Get what you can get for Watson. Get get one first-round pick. You'll release yourself from his contract. Get a first-round pick and, and the other team's starting quarterback. You know, we all thought it was going to be Miami for a while. Miami would send them to a and a, and a first-round pick. Like, why not do that? Just get a little something for him. Don't sit there and, oh, yeah, one billion, jillion dollars. Three first-round picks. Ruin your draft for, for the next three, four years. Ruin your franchise for Deshaun Watson. I mean, they just suck at handling everything right now. The Texans are the biggest dumpster fire in the league. Everyone knows that. Training camp's going on. we got preseason games next week. Fantasy football is officially back. Fantasy football, I have a list at the end of this, so stay tuned for the end. Um, but my list of top five fantasy football players not to draft. So I'm excited for that. But let's talk about the Olympics. A little Olympic update. USA basketball finally gets their shit together. That's good. Um, beat Australia in the semifinals, going to the gold medal game against France, who beat us last week. Um, so let's hope they get their crap together again. They're playing better. I mean, they were down. I looked at, first of all, okay, I wanted to watch this game. This game against Australia in the semifinals of the Olympics was on at like 10 p.m. Western time. I'm in Southern California, so Western time. Like 1 a.m. Eastern time on Peacock. The fact that NBC keeps pushing this freaking Peacock thing is pissing me off like beyond anything I can imagine. They're forcing Peacock on everyone and it's bullshit because people want to watch the Olympics and I have NBC, so I watch NBC. But freaking put it on NBC, don't put it on Peacock. And I was going to get mad because the gold medal game is Saturday. I believe it's at like 7.45 East, um, West Coast time. It's actually on NBC, so thank God. But I was going to lose my marbles if they freaking put it on Peacock again. Because I feel like every basketball game has been on Peacock, and they're forcing you to do it, which is stupid. Just make it available. That's why NBC has been botching this, these Olympics. Like, TV, internet, all that stuff has been more available this year than it's ever been in history. Information is more readily available. You can watch things live from across the world all the time. Make it easy. And freaking download Peacock and get NBC and then get NBC Sports Network and then get MSNBC. Whatever, man. Just stop. Put the freaking... Everyone wants to watch a basketball game. No one wants to watch fencing or archery on NBC primetime. Put basketball on, man. Come on. We're Americans. This is America. This is one of the most American sports. And we'll always watch the United States dominate other countries in basketball. Anyway, in other news, Simone Biles was able to be bothered to participate in the events she signed up for. So that was cool. She got a bronze medal and balance beam. Are we being hard on Simone Biles? Am I being hard on Simone Biles? No, absolutely not. Everyone's been soft on her, so I'll be hard on her. I'm glad she could be bothered to participate in her balance beam event, win bronze, be a hero for mental health, whoop-de-doo. I'm happy for SUNY Lee still. And then Jade Carey won the floor routine. I was watching the qualifying and then I saw Jade Carey do the floor routine, and she just had a look, like, in her in her face, in her eyes. She had a look, and I was like, dang, that girl's going to be good. And she came up with a good score in qualifying, and then she got, won the gold in, in the floor routine. So that was cool. You know what's crazy is that China's still beating us in gold medals. You know what? Let me look it up, because 
I looked it up earlier, but it constantly changes because it's 9.41 p.m. here. It's probably like 7 in the afternoon tomorrow. Time is weird. Time zones are weird. Gold medal count. I'll give you a live up-to-date. So China's got 34 gold medals. This is actually closer than it was earlier. China's got 34 gold medals. United States has 30. We were down by like 7 or 8 gold medals earlier. So we must have had a good day today. We'll get another one in the freaking basketball. We need to. France better not beat us. Or we'll end up set up for silver. But total medals were 92 total medals. China's at 74. And then no one else is close. Japan's at 46 total. Russia's at 58 total. And then for golds, it's 34 China, 30 United States, 22 Japan. It's kind of cool. Japan's doing well when they're hosting the thing. China was the ultimate country that was like just destroyed everyone when they hosted in 2008. I don't even know what the medal count was for that, but they I feel like they, I remember they dominated. Oh, gold medal count 2008 Olympics. We're going way back. We're going back 13 years. China won 51 gold medals to United States 36 in 2008. 15 more gold medals. That's insane. I remember China going absolutely off in 2008. We beat them in total medals 110, but and they had 100, but 51 gold medals to 36. Damn. China went off. Now I want to know what the Olympic record is for medals. Olympic record gold medal by country. There we go. I love when Google like knows exactly what you're thinking. This is terrible. I should uh I should get this freaking down before okay it's not gonna say it had the complete wrong information all right whatever we need to catch china four gold medals left basketball we should get one of them hopefully there's a couple more track events we can dominate i don't know we, we need four more gold medals the swimming and dive or the diving stuff should be done they always dominate in diving and they're always really good in gymnastics and we're good in we're better in track swimming stuff like that basketball obviously i think our women's basketball team's still up for yeah, they, they should win gold, too. I don't even know what that tournament's, what they're doing in that tournament. Our soccer team choked. And it's funny when people get on the internet after our soccer team, who's very liberal and very outspoken about their beliefs, and then all these conservative people just get on after the soccer team loses and just blow them up. That's got to be one of the best parts of the internet. Best and worst. All right. That was Olympic Talk. We got training camps. We got Olympics. Fantasy football is right around the corner. And let me say, I have a friend who I was texting today, and she said that she has a league drafting this weekend. The Hall of Fame game just happened. She has a league drafting on the weekend of August 7th. The football season doesn't start till September 13th, a whole month. I've been screwed by this before. I remember drafting Jordy Nelson in the first round, and he tears his ACL in one of the preseason games. This was years ago. Same thing with Kelvin Benjamin. I drafted him in the first round towards ACL. And that's when I moved my league. My league is going to draft Labor Day, literally the week before the season starts. Because then you know if Andrew Luck retires, then you don't draft Andrew Luck. You know everything that's going on. Fantasy football is here. I'm a big fantasy football nerd. I'm usually in like four or five leagues. Um, but you know what? I have players that I'm definitely not going to draft. 
and I know everyone does. So these are going to be Big Al's top five fantasy football players not to draft. And I wanted to call him Bus, but I'm not going to call him Bus. I'm just going to say don't draft these guys. All right, number five, Julio Jones. Julio Jones went to the Tennessee Titans, and the Tennessee Titans are definitely not a passing offense. Now, A.J. Brown has had a lot of success there. Ryan Tannehill has been great there, and I think both of them have been great because of the running game. The running game, Derrick Henry, 2,000 yards a season. I mean, you start play-actioning, you get A.J. Brown over the middle. Guy's taking off. He's a great receiver. But that is a run-first offense. That is not a two-superstar receiver offense where one of them's going to get doubled so you can throw it to the other one. Like Juju benefiting off Antonio Brown getting doubled. That's not that offense. That is a pound-the-ball offense, play-action offense. Ryan Tannehill does well because he moves well. Uh, Julio Jones is not going to succeed in this offense. That's my number five. Number four, Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette's been kind of a bust going in the NFL. Everyone's going to think because he had a great playoff run that he's going to come out and he's going to do big things. I mean, don't draft Leonard Fournette. He's going to split time with Ronald Jones. They're not going to focus on running the ball anyway. They have three great receivers with Godwin, Antonio Brown, and um, Mike Evans. Don't draft Leonard Fournette. Number three, this might be a little controversial, but don't draft Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, I think he's going to be a good player. But the Bengals did not do him any favors in the draft when it comes to drafting an O-line to protect him. They might have even gotten worse. I don't even know. I didn't pay attention to the Cincinnati Bengals free agency or draft. But all we know is that number five overall pick, they draft Jamar Chase, who is his favorite weapon at LSU, which is fine if you have any kind of a semblance of an offensive line that can protect him for more than two seconds. So Jamar Chase can run a proper route and actually get open. Joe Burrow's going to get killed again. Everyone knows it. We kind of saw it coming last year, and the way he was playing is playing like Superman, but um, that offensive line crumbled around him, and a guy rolled over his leg. Joe Burrow, I mean, I don't want him to get hurt again. I definitely don't want him to get hurt again, but don't draft him. Don't draft him in fantasy, for sure. Number two, Odell. I feel like he just hasn't been himself, and he was having a decent start to the season last year, unfortunate injury tearing his ACL but I mean he's not the the star receiver he was with the the uh, Giants I was gonna say Bengals I don't know why Bengals are on my mind but um, he's not that star receiver he's not that guy pal trust me the I mean he's he's not the same Coming off an ACL, you saw Adrian Peterson have the best, one of the best running back seasons ever coming off an ACL. But, I mean, that is another run-heavy um, offense. And they have Nick Chubb, and they have Kareem Hunt, and Baker, like Tannehill, is mobile so he can get out and he can um, make some plays. Play action is going to be there. But I see Jarvis Landry succeeding more than Odell. And I'll do a... I'll do a list of players you should draft, but I, I don't see Odell being this guy. Number one, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas was awesome two years ago because he was the guy that Drew Brees threw slants to. He caught 103,000 freaking passes that year because PPR leagues were going insane. He's just three-yard catch, three-yard catch, you know, whatever it was, slant, slant, slant. 
Michael Thomas, he had the footer injury last year. So that's an unfortunate thing, right? But he sounds like he hates New Orleans. He signed a mega extension to stay there a couple years ago. It kind of sounds like he hates New Orleans. The way he's acting, Sean Payton, he was supposed to have a foot surgery to clear something. And um, he waited until like right before training camp started to have the foot surgery. It's like, dude, you're gonna, you know you're going to need to recover. Like the timing of the surgery just keeps him out of camp so he doesn't have to go to camp. Sean Payton was kind of mad about it openly in a, um, in a press conference. Michael Thomas doesn't really want to be there. And without Drew Brees, you got Jamison and Taysom throwing the ball to you. I mean, do not draft Michael Thomas. If he doesn't get injured, then he's going to keep being drama and doing his BS stuff. He's not going to play that well. He's not going to have a quarterback to throw in the ball. Alvin Kamara, I'd still take him, but Michael Thomas, heck no. All right. That's all I got for you guys. Happy football season. It's back. Olympics are almost over. Finish out a couple more golds so we can beat China. Definitely don't want to take second to China in the Olympics again. I mean, we dominated Rio, I think. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. I'll be more prepared next time. Thanks for listening, guys. Love always. And remember, Iowa sucks. <laughs>